Welcome to the first season of Ancient Anecdotes powered by Listen Cub. This is your host Ramanathan Ayer and this is Lalita Ramanathan. Appa, wait. Don't give me the next mouth. I'm still chewing. Make it quick Lalita ma. You will miss the bus. Nom 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 nom. Lalita ma, don't swallow. Chew nicely. Keep your eyes closed and eat. Nom nom. Pa, how can we eat fast and chew nicely at the same time? Hmm. New word alert. The word you're looking for is called quandary. Tell. Quandary. <laughs> it sounds like the word was made when some ducks were doing their laundry. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Are there questions like this confusing you sometimes? A state of confusion or doubt over what to do when faced with two or more possibly opposite choices? Many times, pa. That's actually fine. The tougher situation to be in is to know what your life's sole purpose is and not to do it because either you are too lazy to do so or because you are forced not to do it. How to do the right thing then? New story time. Come, let's talk while walking to where your school bus will come. Many moons before now, when a four-year something me acquired a tooth for curd rice, my dad was talking about this particular puzzle, how not to postpone, or what should a person do when instructed not to do something which he knows is his very purpose in life. This story happens in Vrajbhumi. An ongoing one-upping game was always happening between the elder Gopas and Krishna's crowd of cherubs. Krishna stole butter not just from his own house but also from the houses of all the neighboring Gopas. Period. The cow herds loved it and hung extra pots for Krishna to visit them. But try as they might, there was nothing these elder cow herds could do to catch Krishna. This was partly owing to Nanda Gopa being the head of the village and partly because they could never prove that it was Krishna who actually stole the butter and ate it. But the main reason was, once they had a glance of his divine form, the cow herds could never scold Krishna. Oh, those beautiful eyes! Krishna knew this well. His lovable gang of ransacking butter thieves would enter even the most guarded households and quickly scale the heights where the butter pots were left to hang. They would manage to unhinge the pots, consume the butter in a few well-practiced gulps and leave before the house owners arrive on the scene of broken pots and spilt butter. Krishna also somehow relished watching the whole scene after quickly reaching a safe distance. The elder Gopas, meanwhile, were at their doldrums at the site, bereft more of Krishna than of their butter. Their faces were coloured painfully with the overall pointlessness of the ungainly waddle from whence the cows were being milked. The crowning glory was that every Gopa also managed to invariably slip on the spilt butter and land nose first, every single time, as though preordained. With a resounding splat. Let me tell you, as cowherds, the Gopas had no issues with Krishna and the gang visiting their house. In fact, they loved it. The villagers loved milk in every form. They loved feeding their children as well. But let's face it, butter takes toil and time to churn. Little Krishna was therefore at the epicenter of why there were so many cows, milkmen and potters in Vraj. 
So a hurried huddle of sore-nosed gopas ensued, joined late by one particularly sad gopa whose nose presently resembled a bimba fruit from his noisy fall. Let us tell Yashodama, screamed one of them. Pointless, came a nasal retort. Like all mothers, Yashodama will never agree if we just tell her. Moreover, the little ones attacked my house again the very evening they were warned by Yashodama. No, we need to catch them with their hands in the butter pot. Let's tie bells to the doors, beams and pots. The ringing bells will warn us ahead. One of the cowherds, Bridgenath, volunteered. I will lure them this time. I have just completed making a large pot full of warm churned butter for Krishna. So it was decided and the plan was put in motion. The local brass smith, however, was confused about the sudden increase in the demand for small bells. Not too much later, Krishna and the gang arrived at the marked house like ants to sugar. As they gingerly entered, they found the doors to be wide open. This was suspicious to Krishna immediately. His little friends Subala and Sridhama looked gleefully at the pots hanging from the ceiling and rushed forward. Bhoja was younger than Krishna and was holding Krishna's waistband for moral and physical support. Subala was more fleet-footed and was ahead. Sridhama resembled me in my young age and was more rotund. <laughs> you tell all the Krishna dialogues, okay? It will suit your voice. Okay, Pa. Krishna smelt danger almost immediately and asked them to stop. Stop, said Krishna. Subala heard him immediately and froze. Sridhama rolled about his axis like a helpless potato and Krishna rushed forward to prevent him from falling. Thank you, Krishna, managed Sridhama sheepishly. You have to lay off laddus, Sridhama. I am badly able to hold you. What if you had fallen down? You will wake the cows in the neighboring village, Krishna said. Crash! A sound came from behind. Krishna, Subala and Sridhama whirled around in alarm and looked anxiously. Bhoja was laying sprawled on the floor. His hand had a bit of Krishna's waistband and couldn't hang on to the rest of it while Krishna had darted forward to hold Sridhama. Can all of you please keep it down? hissed Krishna throatily. Toke cautiously raised his hand, looking confused. No, Toke, keeping it down does not mean I'm asking you also to fall like Bhoja. Krishna answered, I'm just trying to get us some butter. Lalitama, in the beginning of the story, you asked me how to overcome a quandary, correct? This is the part where it gets addressed. Here comes the main part of the story. Hero introduction. Krishna whisked the waistband from Bhoja's hands, composed himself and looked around again suspiciously. He perceived the bells everywhere and addressed a nearby bell. Hey money, we are here to steal the butter. But I need you to be really quiet until we eat and leave. The bell started to nod in agreement and began to jingle. Krishna held the bell firmly at the nick of the time and sternly added, Which part of the word quiet did you not understand? Like Toke, I remembered 
I also had raised my eyes curiously to ask a question and my father quelled the question before it arose by quipping, Are you going to ask how the bell spoke? If Krishna speaks, even rocks will reply. Why not brass bells? He had said. The butter getting part of the plan was a well-rehearsed one. The stronger ones, Sridhama and Subala, formed the bridge. Bhoja and Toke climbed upon them and like a lightning, Krishna jumped on the human tower and cracked the pot open like a coconut. Krishna gave an iterative glance to the bell and quickly gulped down a large blob of fresh churned butter. The next second, the entire room reverberated with the sonorous peal of the brass bell. Agamartantu Devanam Gamanartantu Rakshasam Adaugantaravam Nityam Devatahvanalanchanam Oh my God! The bell rang, is it? Yes. Hearing the first bell, all the other sleeping bells woke up and tolled at the same time in perfect unison. Young Subala and Sridhama at the bottom of the human tower got the scare of their lives. I don't remember if they jumped first or yelped first. But the entire tower came crashing down with Krishna, the pot and the bell in slow motion. Krishna lay on the floor, wet to the last garment, smeared with butter. Oh, what great punya that butter did to totally make the Lord true to his name, Navanita Krishna. The elder Gopas pounced on Krishna this time. A few minutes later, saw a gloomy Krishna being escorted to Yashodhamma. His divine mouth smeared with butter and anguish in equal quantities. I remember specifically asking you not to peel out, no? You dumbbell, what happened back there? Asked the Lord. The money hesitatingly replied, Oh Lord, please forgive me. You have so much to do for the good of the world. But the only reason I am made is to let everyone know when the Lord eats. It is the only purpose of my life. I was unable to follow your instructions when that was what was exactly happening right in front of my eyes. The money didn't have leaves or flowers or fruits or even water to give the Lord, but it had such innocent devotion and a staunch intention not to procrastinate its duty. Krishna smiled and embraced the money affectionately. With his hugs, the Lord smeared all the butter on his mouth onto the money. The money started ringing happily as the purpose of its life seemed to have culminated. Krishna was also heard giggling with the money and all of a sudden, the money and Krishna existed as one. Appa! 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 What? Chapter 9 of Bhagavad Gita, is it? Yes, Pa! The legendary 26th Shloka. Patram pushpam palam toyam Yome bhaktya prayachati Tadaham bhakti upahritam Ashnami prayatatmana Brilliant job, dearest. Prayatatmana. With full consciousness and awareness, whatever is given becomes prasadam for the Lord. This is the method prescribed to prevent procrastination. When every act is done with such devotion, 100% there is so little mind left to even think about delaying. My dad kept telling Rama 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 as he ended the story here with the last morsel of curd rice left. I had tons of questions as usual. My dad stuffed the morsel of curd rice into my mouth hastily as he completed the story. 
I would go on to remember his closing lines forever. Take time to find your purpose in life. Once you have found it, don't even let God stop you from doing what is necessary. Shri Sanatan Goswami's memorable quotation from the Hari Bhakti Vilasa about Narada and Yudhishthira's conversation in Vaishnava Chintamani comes to mind. Nadesha Niyamo Rajan Nakala Niyamastata Vidhyate Nata Sandeho Vishto Namanu Kirtane Thinking about this event now, I look with so much of pride at how my dad lived this knowledge that there is verily no restriction of place or time to do any work that is done with such innocence and devotion. Not procrastinating is a decision. A decision to doing any work with so much of devotion and enthusiasm. This is indeed the secret to not procrastinating. Even people who have done the worst mistakes in their lives can simply turn around everything with devoted and enthusiastic efforts. Their failures are of the past and enthusiasm brings one to the now. Really? All the mistakes go wash, 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 is it? Yes. Krishna himself is guaranteeing this, no? By the way, do you want to complete that? Yay! Yes, yes! The 30th shloka in the 9th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Apichetsu duracharo bhajate maam ananya bhag sadhur eva samantavya such resolve of devotion makes even sinners righteous. You know, Krishna himself went to the house of such a changed man. How cool is that? Sudhama had to go to Dwaraka to meet Krishna and wait to see him. But now you are telling Krishna went to a devotee's house? Yes, and this time Krishna had to wait. Whoa! What kind of devotee made Krishna wait, Pa? Hey! There comes your bus. When you come back from school, I will tell, okay? Appa! Hear it first on... Ancient Anecdotes! On your favourite podcast streaming providers. Tune in every week for a brand new episode!